Specialty Story, session number 19. Whether you're a pre-med or a medical student, you've answered the calling to become a physician. Soon you'll have to start deciding what type of medicine you'll want to practice. This podcast will tell you the stories of specialists from every field to give you the information you need to make sure you make the most informed decision possible when it comes to choosing your specialty. Welcome to the Specialty Stories podcast. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray, and I am your host for this journey on your on your journey, your path to choosing a medical specialty. Today, I'm going to do a deep dive into some match data. I've done a couple of these already. The first one was anesthesia. The second was emergency medicine. And this one is going to be one that's near and dear to my heart, a specialty that I wanted to go into when I was applying to medical school and even after medical school, the specialty that I applied for. And that specialty is orthopedic surgery, probably one of the more competitive specialties out there. And we'll look at the data to see if that really holds true. I would love for you to help me find more physicians to bring on this podcast. So if you know a physician who would be interesting to talk to and hear about their specialty, shoot me an email, ryan at medicalschoolhq.net. All right, so I am looking at the NRMP results and data 2016 match, our main residency match PDF. So if you Google match data 2016, this is the PDF that will pop up pretty easily. And where I like to start is table one, looking at orthopedic surgery. So let's talk generically about orthopedic surgery. Orthopedic surgery, obviously a surgical specialty. It's a five-year residency and has a lot of uh, subspecialties after that. I had Dr. Uh, Mupavarapu on to talk about being a hand surgeon many episodes ago, and there are many other things. You can do joints, you can do you can do hand, uh, like Dr. Mupavarapu, you can do um, so many things. I can't even think about them right now. You can do so many. You can do spine as an orthopedic surgeon. So there are lots of things to do. So we'll talk generically about ortho residency matching as a medical student. So let's take a look at table one, again, looking at the NRMP match data. So NRMP is for MDs, the MD application. If you're listening to this way in the future, post ACGME and AOA merger, then these kind of words don't really mean much because the MD and DO residency programs will have merged, assuming all goes well. I don't, I can't predict the future, but that's the plan. And that plan is supposed to be done by 20. 20. So looking at the MD data for right now, there were 163 programs in the country for orthopedic surgery. Just to give you an idea of of the number of programs, if you look at anesthesiology, anesthesiology had 119 PGY1 spots and 77 PGY2 spots, so 100 and uh, if I do some quick math, 120 plus 77 is roughly 200. We'll, we'll round up. 
um, 200 spots compared to 163 for orthopedic surgery. If you look at uh, neurosurgery, there were 105 programs for neurosurgery. So uh, emergency medicine, 174. So a little bit less than emergency medicine gives you an idea of, of how many programs are out there for orthopedic surgery. The other important number here is how many spots are available. So orthopedic surgery, there were 163 locations, 163 programs, and there were 717 different spots available. So a little over, or a little less than four and a half spots per program. So that's an, an interesting number. Again, comparing, if you look at at a program like emergency medicine, emergency medicine had only 11 more programs, but had more than double the number of spots offered. So something very important to keep in mind. Out of the 163 programs, none of the programs went unfilled for orthopedic surgery. Now, there are, if, when you're looking at the match data, there are many residency programs here that had 100% fill rate, so it's not unusual, but that's, uh, again, important to keep in mind as you are thinking about your specialties. How competitive is it for you to match into? How many spots are going to be available? If for some reason you don't, you don't match, is, yeah, can you do the supplemental offer and acceptance program, the SOAP? what used to be called scramble, can you do that and find an open program? For something competitive like orthopedics, probably not. And it's going to be much, much harder for, for programs that typically go completely filled. Um, there were, out of the 717 available spots, there were 1,058 total applicants, and 874 of those were U.S. seniors. So, more U.S. seniors applying than positions offered. So pretty competitive. And out of the number of students that matched, 650 were U.S. seniors and obviously 717 total because that's the number of programs. So a little over 90% of all of the students that matched into orthopedic residencies were U.S. seniors. So U.S. senior for our purposes are, uh, for the NRMP data, U.S. seniors are allopathic U.S. seniors, so students at MD programs. And that is all of the important information in Table 1. So that's just the overarching summary for orthopedic surgery. Ortho is not, uh, they do not have any programs that match directly into PGY2 positions. They're all categorical spots where you you apply for ortho, you do your internship, everything right there in ortho in that one program for five years. All right, so table two in this 2016 match data from the NRMP is an interesting one that a lot of students that I talk to are always interested in because there's always this DO versus MD quote-unquote competitiveness going on in the pre-med world. And here's where there is some bias among residencies. Orthopedic surgery has historically been known as one of the biggest residency programs out there that has 
some negative bias towards DOs. And so table two shows matches by specialty and applicant type. So if you look at orthopedic surgery, you got the 717 positions, 717 filled, 650 of those were U.S. allopathic, so MD seniors, 49 of them were U.S. grads, so meaning somebody that either took some time off, didn't apply during the normal time that you're supposed to apply to residencies, maybe they didn't match the first time, went and got some, some research opportunities and ended up matching after, um, after graduating already. Four, four of the 717 were osteopathic students. So four of the 717. That is less than, or about half of 1% of the students that matched into orthopedics were osteopathic students. If you go back and remember the first one, the first specialty that we talked about, anesthesiology, seemed very favorable to DOs at a little bit more than 14% of all of those that matched were osteopathic students. And in emergency medicine, almost 12% of those that matched and filled spots were osteopathic students. So ortho sticking to the, the tried and true position of not being very DO friendly. But let me, I'm, I'm going to jump over into the osteopathic data, which you can find if you just Google AOA match data for 2016. It's the, the national match website, which is natmatch.com. They, the, you have to remember that osteopathic schools and students can apply to osteopathic only residencies. And and you can also apply to the MD residencies, which is why there are osteopathic numbers on the NRMP, the allopathic data. But in the osteopathic world, there are orthopedic surgery residencies. So don't think just because you only got into an osteopathic school that your chances of getting into an orthopedic surgery residency are going to be slim to none. There were... There are, as, as of this recording and, and the data that's shown here for 2016, there are 40 orthopedic surgery programs in the osteopathic world with 121 positions. 118 of those were filled. Three were left unfilled. So again, something that's highly unusual in the, in the MD world with unfilled osteopathic spots. The DO world had three unfilled orthopedic spots. All right, so moving back to the NRMP data, table three shows the growth of each of the specialties over the period of five years, 2012, 13, 14, 15, and 16. And orthopedic surgery is among those that are growing at a good pace, around 2.5% each year. And so... Back in 2012, there were 682 spots with 717 in 2016. So pretty steady growth, which is good to see for you, especially if you're on this journey and thinking about orthopedics, there's going to be more and more spots, which is awesome. I've talked about it already a little bit about how orthopedics usually 
is a specialty that doesn't go unfilled. And Table 7 kind of confirms that a little bit and shows the data behind that. In 2016, there were no available spots. 2015, no available spots. 2014, there were two. Two available spots in orthopedics. And in 2013, one spot in orthopedics that went unfilled. And in 2012, back to full up with no available spots. One interesting thing to look at in Table 8, looking at the, the positions offered and percent filled by U.S. seniors and all applicants. So again, U.S. seniors being MD seniors that have graduated from a U.S. medical school, an MD school. Table 8 shows the percentage of those U.S. seniors that made up the total number of people accepted. And if you look back at 2012, 94% of those that were offered a position were U.S. seniors. It dipped in 2013 down to 919 went back up to 93.4 in 2014, 943 in 2015, and then dropped a lot down to 90.7 in 2016. So there are a lot of students that are non-U.S. seniors filling these spots, maybe um, international medical grads, maybe, uh, obviously we talked, there very few of those were DO students. There were some non U.S. seniors, so U.S. grads that weren't seniors, people that have taken some time off. So this can be skewed a little bit. Could these could be U.S. graduates, but from from a D, uh, from an MD school, uh, but because they weren't seniors at the time of applying, then that kind of skews the numbers. So this could be a year where there were more students that it's unusual the students that have graduated already that have been doing some research or something else and now are applying to a program. One of my favorite charts to look at is Table 9, which shows the, the percentage of applicants that have matched to a PGY1 spot in each specialty compared to the whole. So if you add up all the specialties, all the PGY1 spots, it adds up to 100. Anesthesiology, we talked about several episodes ago, is at 4% of all of those that matched, matched into anesthesiology. Emergency medicine, which again we talked about, was 7.1%. Family medicine, 11.5%. Orthopedics is 2.7%. So it's pretty small specialty compared to uh, some of the, the bigger ones like uh, family medicine, obviously internal medicine, pediatrics, and those, those big specialties. Even psychiatry is, is pretty big at 5.1%. And for the osteopathic students out there looking at the NRMP match data, Table 11 shows the percentage of students that are osteopathic students or graduates that matched into orthopedics. And it's, it's only 0.2% of all of the osteopathic students that matched, matched into ortho. So we already covered it's less than one half percent, so 0 0.005 matched uh, osteopaths matched into a spot. If you look at all osteopathic students that matched into an MD program, only 0.2% of those matched into orthopedic surgery. 
And again, looking at some of the bigger ones, anesthesiology was 6.4, emergency medicine 9.3, family medicine 15.9. So ortho, again, very, very, very hard as an osteopathic student to match into a MD orthopedic surgery residency. All right, so continuing down the NRMP match data for orthopedics, figure six shows the percentages of unmatched U.S. seniors and independent applicants who ranked ortho and all the other specialties. So looking directly at ortho, 25.1% of all of those that applied to orthopedics went unmatched. 20.8% were U.S. seniors, 56.6% were unmatched independent applicants. So those are the the DOs and the international medical grads. That So it's very hard as, as a non-U.S. medical school, allopathic medical school grad to match into an allopathic orthopedic surgery residency. All right, so now I want to move into the charting the outcomes for U.S. allopathic seniors. And again, if you just Google NRMP charting the outcomes 2016, table one is interesting because it it easily breaks down here the number of applicants per position for orthopedic surgery. And there were 717 positions offered, 1,034 applicants. There were 1.44 applicants per position. Now, outside of three other specialties that I can see here, four actually, it, it was the most competitive outside of those others. So looking at it, dermatology was less at 1.4. General surgery was a little bit more, which is very surprising, at 1.49. You had psychiatry, which again, very surprising, 1.54, and vascular surgery at 1.91. So orthopedic surgery is a very, very, if you haven't, if you haven't heard by now, very competitive residency. Another chart that I really love from charting the outcomes is chart four, the median number of contiguous ranks of U.S. allopathic seniors. So again, U.S. allopathic seniors, these are ranking how many programs did you rank if you matched or if you didn't match. And this is always, always, always one of the biggest question marks. If you don't match into a residency, the question comes, did you apply to enough spots? And it, it, the, the answer is usually no. And very similar to applying to medical school, if you didn't get in, did you apply to enough schools to, to increase your odds? So orthopedic surgery, no difference here. The, the students that matched the median number of contigu- contiguous ranks was 12. Those that did not match was only six. So if you ranked half of what those that matched ranked, then you had a much better shot of not getting in. Charting the outcomes also shows USMLE Step 1 scores. And I guess this is the perfect time to mention, if you're a medical student getting ready to study for the boards, or if you're in your first year and you're just kind of preparing, we're launching a board, a Step 1 Level 1 board review podcast pretty soon in the next couple weeks. So stay tuned for that. You can actually go subscribe to it now. There's an intro episode just saying hello. It's called Board Rounds. Find it wherever you're listening to this podcast. All right, so USMLE scores, step one scores for US allopathic seniors, orthopedic surgery, 
is right up there at the top with some of the other more competitive specialties with those that matched an average right around 248, 250, those that didn't match right around 240. So you need to do well on step one to match into ortho. One of the misconceptions for orthopods is that they're dumb jocks. And it's actually not quite true. As you've heard, you need to be really smart to get good, great board scores to get into ortho. And research experience doesn't, um, doesn't lack either. So as an orthopod, if you want to match, the mean number of research experiences is four for those that match, 3.8 for those that don't match. So if you're interested in orthopedics, do some research. It seems like it's important based on the data, which you can find in chart eight in charting the outcomes for 2016. Chart 12 for charting the outcomes, showing the percentage of U.S. seniors, U.S. allopathic seniors who were part of AOA, which is the Alpha Omega Alpha Honor Medical Society, which highlights students that do well the first couple years of medical school. And orthopods, those that match, 34% are AOA students, 12%. Uh, for those that didn't match. So again, pretty important number there. If you are interested in orthopedics, you need to start off medical school doing very well to try to get AOA. All right, so I want to dive into the Medscape data, which I've been covering for the other specialties as well. We'll start with the Medscape lifestyle report, and this is the 2017 report, so new and updated for you. The lifestyle report shows a lot of physician burnout and some other information as well. So starting off at the beginning, orthopedic surgery, they are on the bottom half of the burnout chart for those who are the most burned out. Orthopedics only at 49%, which you're like, oh, that's still a lot, but it's the bottom half of the chart. So the biggest takeaway is that a lot of physicians are burnt out. Orthopedics is one of the least, which is pretty good. And how severe is the burnout? Again, they're on the lower half of the chart. They have a slide in here saying which physicians are the happiest. Orthopods are the, the top half with 37% saying they are happy at work and 71% saying they are happy outside of work, which is pretty good compared to the rest of the chart. All right, and moving over into the Medscape Physician Compensation Report for 2017. This was just updated a week or two ago as I'm recording this. Orthopedics is at the top of the list for most compensated physician with an average annual compensation of $489,000. So if you are interested in orthopedics, then you will probably make a very good income, which is awesome. And well-deserved, apparently, because you have to work really hard. So, it's, And that's up 10% from last year, which is awesome. So one of the more interesting slides in this compensation report is that orthopedics at only 48%, which is the sixth on the list, only 48% of orthopods feel fairly compensated, which is strange considering that they're the highest paid 
of all the specialties. So I'm wondering where that difference comes in. What is good is that the chart for I would choose medicine again, orthopods are near the top at almost 80%, 79% of all orthopods say that they would choose medicine again. And not surprisingly, 95% of orthopods say they would choose orthopedics again. So orthopods are pretty happy with their career choice. So I hope that helps you get some clarity with orthopedic surgery if that's something you are interested in. I hope you listening are pretty early on in your journey because as you heard, you need some research. You need to do well on step one. You need to try to get AOA. It's one of the higher AOA programs out there. So you need to start setting yourself up for success as soon as you can. Again, I hope that was helpful. I would love for you to leave a rating interview in iTunes for me. And more importantly, I would love for you to share this podcast with somebody else. As I mentioned at the beginning as well, I'm always looking for new physicians to interview on this podcast, new specialties. I got a request today for a urologist. So if you know a community-based or academic-based urologist who you think would make a good guest to talk about their career, let me know. Ryan at medicalschoolhq.net. Have a great week. We'll see you next week here at Specialty Stories. Man, orthopods make a lot of money.